Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your host, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. And welcome back to Daybreak Devotions. We have a two-part special for you for this Thanksgiving edition of Daybreak Devotions. So you're going to want to listen not only to today, but you got to come back tomorrow before you gather around the table. We want to celebrate Thanksgiving with you. We're going to be looking into the scriptures in Psalm 131, but we've got Thanksgiving trivia. we got some special music. we got a lot of laughs, and we've got, I believe, some sound biblical counsel that will help you as you enter into the holiday season. And so we're glad to have you today. This is Pastor Mike Barnett from the McLeansville Baptist Church along with Pastor Corey Cantrell. Also in the radio room today, we have Noah Hooper. That's me. And Noah Hooper is also from McLeansville Baptist Church. Do you have a claim to fame? Can we attach you to anything noteworthy? I don't think so. Well, that's all right. Just stay there. It's the best place to be. The The fewer people that know us, the safer (laughs) we are. (laughs) You're not wrong. I've always been taught my whole life, the fewer people that know your name, the better you are. You're not wrong. Oh, but he knows our name. And we're here to celebrate the goodness of God today. It is the day before Thanksgiving, so we ought to be excited. We ought to be excited, grateful, and we ought to have fun. I just got one thing to say. Think you can make it, Pilgrim? Pilgrim, Pilgrim, Pilgrim. Pilgrim, 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 holiday. Pilgrim, cool off, Pilgrim, Pilgrim, Pilgrim. Good luck, Pilgrim, Pilgrim. Step down, Pilgrim, Pilgrim. Pilgrim! Pilgrim. 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 Think back, Pilgrim. I just got to say, my favorite one of the whole little, what do you call that, montage? Yeah. My favorite one is the uh, Pilgrim Pow! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look at me when I'm talking to you, Pilgrim. (laughs) So for everybody who doesn't know, if you missed yesterday's broadcast, we featured that as a bit of... Little-known Thanksgiving history. You got to go back and listen to it because I, I'm telling you, I have I've studied Thanksgiving my whole entire life. Never knew that, did you? Never knew that. We we kind of feel like our radio program is a, a a public service, and we're we're enlightening and educating as we go along. Did you know that the first person that the travelers from England met in 1620 when they stepped off the Mayflower was none other than our John Wayne? And it's where huh. the it's where the word got coined. I mean, you just heard it. He addressed them as they were walking down the gangplank. Yeah. Twenty three brave settlers in a whole new world encounter John Wayne. Yeah, now and you, his you heard sagacious the, words of wisdom. You you heard the short version though. Uh-huh. There's a longer extended version where he yeah, actually I'm a, gives them. I'm oblivious them, to all of this. Yeah, he gives them every one of them like perfect instructions about hey, you're here in the new world. Pilgrim do this, pilgrim do that, and I'm telling you, they're words to live by. I, you got to cock it first, Pilgrim. <laughs> hey, Pilgrim, you forgot your pop gun. Cool off there, Pilgrim. I see you're still protecting the ladies. <laughs> Think back, Pilgrim. And right there, all that can be encapsulated in one word. America. That's it. Amen. That's what, that, well, that's the rest of the story. So anyway, it is Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, we're going to get away from John Wayne. I, you know, I, I think it would be appropriate for me to say, that for those who might be a little confused, it's actually not true. It's like pro wrestling. No way. I hate to break your heart, 
But in the spirit of all things Thanksgiving, I think it would only be appropriate. We did this on the Code of Man podcast to be released this week. Uh-huh. But I believe it would be appropriate since we have Noah with us in the studio. Now, we brought Noah in, and I, I'm saying to you but also mm. the listener, not for this next thing. We brought you in for the Bible study. But since you are here, let's not waste an opportunity. <laughs> we need to have a little – that's right, folks. Thanksgiving Trivia of 2023. Course. Oh, the half has not been told. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being here with us on this annual edition of Thanksgiving Trivia. I'd like to thank a Mr. Glenn Allen Cheney for today's set of questions. Is he any kin to Dick Cheney? I have no idea who he is, but oh. his name's at the top of this paper I printed off the Internet. Here's to you, Glenn. Yep. We go to a deep dive, a lot of research to come up with these questions. We're going to take you to the next le- as has already been proven. I mean, you're going to learn things you never knew when you tune in around the holiday season. This ain't even Friday, by the way. Nope. This ain't even Thursday. You know what this is? This right here is a cornucopia of blessings. It's a wild and wacky Wednesday. It's a bountiful booty of blessings. Okay, so to the participants, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to set the timer. We're going to do eight minutes today. Eight minutos. Eight minutes. And uh, I'll, I'll push start on that. I'm back. I'll push start on that when I get done giving the instructions. So okay. here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask a question. We'll let the, the guest go first. If you get the answer right, it's multiple choice. If you get the answer right, here's what you'll hear. That's All right, literally then. that's literally an audio recording of Squanto. Yes, I'm when sure. When they pulled a toenail. Yeah, I'm sure. If you get it Just wrong, like John Wayne. this is what True. you'll hear. Got it. If you get it right, you get the point. If you miss it, he gets a shot at it, and then it's his question next. Got it. We got eight minutes. Clear as the mind. timer will go off. Here we go. I'm pushing go now. All right, Noah. First question goes to you. What happened at the first encounter between the Pilgrims and the Indians? A. The Pilgrims set foot on a beach. B. The Pilgrims set foot on a rock. C. Indians shot arrows at Pilgrims. Or D. Indians and Pilgrims smoked a peace pipe. Hmm. And it wasn't in Colorado. Let's so. go B. B is in boy? Yes. I'm so sorry. You've missed the first one, but I could see where you would have picked that one. You know, we think about Plymouth and The Rock. The Rock, yeah. So, uh, not Dwayne Johnson. I'm going to go with they smoked a peace pipe. They didn't land in Colorado. No point for anybody there. Actually, what happened is the Indians launched an attack on a small landing party on the Cape Cod Beach. The Pilgrims named that place First Encounter. Makes sense. Yep. All right. more sense than a peace pipe. So now we're on to uh, Brother Corey, our associate pastor here at McLeansville Baptist Church. Boy, this is a fun place to be. Anyway, number seven. Or, I mean, number two. Number seven on my list. Number two for you. Number Number one one in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) What was the major decision expressed in the Mayflower Compact? Before you answer, folks listening, look. Take some notes. You can wow your family and friends around that Thanksgiving table tomorrow with your, your vast knowledge. Yep. I mean, you've already got this. The first person the Pilgrims met when they got here. John Wayne. You got that right, Pilgrim. <laughs> All right, number uh, two. Here we go. What was the major decision expressed in the Mayflower Compact? Was it A, the Pilgrims established a constitutional government? B, the Pilgrims agreed to obey the king and stick together? C, the Pilgrims renounced their allegiance to the Church of England? D, the Pilgrims decided to share everything. Constitutional government. (sighs) Wow. 
There was no Constitution. Come on, man. Listen, I remember learning in history class that the Mayflower Compact served as a predecessor to what would later become the U.S. Constitution. Yes, there you go. Predecessor to what would become. Let's go to our guest. What was the second and fourth one again? B, the pilgrims agreed to obey the king and stick together. And D, the pilgrims decided to share everything. Maybe C. He says C. Good grief. D, wow, you they guys decided are, to share everything. Where is Dean Carmichael when I need somebody that knows the answers? You're going to... So Dean is your guy to call? He <laughs> lost yesterday. Uh, the Mayflower Compact formalized the unanimous decision to continue to obey mm. the king, to stick together, and to make their own laws as necessary. All right, next question. Noah's question. Noah's yes, question. Maybe we can get one right. Oh, this one is like... This is like what you find on the back of a Cracker Jack box. Okay. What was William Bradford's job? A, governor, B, scribe, C, military commander, or D, brewmeister? Pretty sure he was the governor. Uh, yeah. There's a point. Hot dog. Hot dog. Still got four minutes. Well, you've got a commanding lead at this point. William Bradford was the second governor of Plymouth. Does anybody know who was the first governor of Plymouth? Was it John Smith? No, that no. was Jamestown. And I can't even remember that either. I said that like, well, if I can't remember any, I don't mean it that way. No, but I usually do remember, and I'm surprised that I don't remember. This is my favorite holiday. Bradford is the one that always comes to my mind. Yeah. The first guy is also a well-known figure in other... I think his first name was John, but I can't remember his last name. No. <laughs> Different group. Jamestown. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> All right. Next question. Here we go. All right, here we are. Your your question there, old to me. Pastor Corey. That's me. How did the pilgrims first reach shore? A, they rode a shallop. B, they waded. C, they stepped onto a rock. D, the Mayflower ran aground to the beach, and they slapped the bull. I know there's only four possible answers. I had answers. an answer, but I got really thrown off there at the end. I, I'm going to go with they rode in a shallop. <laughs> I can't <laughs> pronounce it. <laughs> so did they wade, step onto a rock, or run aground and slap a bull? I added the slap the bull I part. think they ran Are aground. Are you kidding me? You can't say that now. I'm oh, pretty sorry. sure they ran aground. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, oh, good okay, grief. Well. They waded. They waded ashore in the frigid waters of... That Why is England. it always my second guess? Is the they should right have kept answer. waiting. It's still one to nothing, and it's Noah's question. Yep, he's All got right. a chance to put the nail in the coffin. Miles Standish shot an eagle. What a terrible person! I just want to say <laughs> that's the national bird, Miles. Dude, wow. what did it taste like? That's the question. What did the What did the eagle taste like? Was it, it a like chicken? Freedom. <laughs> America. A, chicken, B, mutton, C, veal, or D, freedom. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I'm pretty sure it's chicken. Good. Great. Well, mutton, veal, or freedom? We've already heard your first answer. Do you <laughs> want to withdraw that? Yeah, I'll withdraw that one. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say mutton. Uh, uh, wow. We have a tie. Tie competition here. 
The, My so, question. So for all of you out there who've always watched those eagles soaring and said, I wonder what that would taste like. Mutton. That's your answer. There's the answer. Just go eat a sheep. <laughs> and it doesn't taste like mutton else. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one there. Anyway, uh, your question, I think. What did Dorothy Bradford do? A, fell off the Mayflower. B, nursed the crew back to health. C, converted an Indian. Or D, gave birth in Plymouth. I'm going to say she gave birth in Plymouth. You've got 55 seconds. I'm going to say nurse the crew back to health. Well, with uh, less than she a minute to go, an Indian. we're tied. Yep. Uh, no, she did not convert an Indian. Dorothy wow. Bradford, who was the wife of... She fell off the Mayflower? She fell off and drowned in oh. 1620. She fell off into Cape Cod and drowned. Made the journey and drowned when she fell off the boat once they got here. Wow. Uh, here's, uh, here's the question. So there's 20 seconds My left. Question. It's and your we- question. Why did the pilgrims hunt for Corbitant? A, they thought he'd captured Squanto. B, he had their cranberries. C, they wanted to make a deal. Or D, to invite him to Thanksgiving. They thought he had Squanto. And the buzzer, right? That was a buzzer beater right there. Literally a hey, buzzer beater. Wait a minute. I got to get one more question here. The timer. He shot that at the, at the buzzer. This is like baseball. It is? Yeah, I'm the home team. I got to get I, another I thought question. It was, that sounded like a, a clock in basketball. Oh. Goodness. Okay, should we give him one? Yeah, give him one more. All right. If I can only give one more, I'm going to find the best one I got left. Give me a doozy. Mm-hmm. They're all doozies. No, you got that right. Uh, let's see. Let me see. This is gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rock your world. This is how we're gonna combine the holidays in one final question to see if you can tie this up. All right. What did the Pilgrims do on December 25th, 1620? A took the day off. B nothing special c spent all day in church or d drank the last beer i'm gonna go with d drank the last beer (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute what a turn of events i'm so sorry there was a flag thrown it was picked back up i i thought that you were wrong uh, but I had to read the rest of the explanation and the answer because this is one of those questions like I had no idea. Some 20 pilgrims worked and exp- explored on shore while those on board the Mayflower shared a beer with the ship's master. There was no Christmas celebration. Hmm. Boom. There you go. Well, I, okay, I, I, we got to throw one more in there because it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, but we're going to be feasting with our families. <laughs> Pilgrim, pow! <laughs> Yeah, gotta cock it first, Pilgrim. <laughs> okay, here we go. You know, I was thinking about bringing these questions into the uh, church's um, uh, Boy, can you celebration. Man, if you do, you got to give them that last one right there. <laughs> yep. Well, this one's good too. You you guys heard of Billington, right? Billington. He was one of the he was one of the guys on the ship. One of the original. He survived the first winter, but he was a rough and tumble kind of guy. Anyway, Billingtons did three of the following things, which did none of them do. A, get lost in the woods. B, marry a Massachusetts. C, almost blow up the Mayflower. D, hang. Whoever wants to answer first can steal the point. Oh, wait. I thought no, it was- it's free fall. It's free for all right here. Whoever oh. answers first. Mary. Hang. Oh, I heard. Th- What's his face over here? <laughs> Noah first. None of the Billingtons married a Poconoket or an other Indian. Hey. Uh-huh. 
Our guest so takes the lead, takes a, the win. Is a Massachusetts an Indian? Uh, I reckon. They probably they didn't when, marry. They were when they got here. They didn't marry none of them. Okay. Yeah. He got it right. Well. Into that. Hot dog. All right. Give us a little applause to go off the game show with. Congratulations, Noah. You are the winner of this year's Daybreak Devotions 2023 Thanksgiving Trivia. And that's this all the is applause my great that we achievement. have for you. No. And what will you do now? I don't really know. Oh, I, did, oh. I didn't know this was coming, so Your I, I wasn't was ready for it. answer was supposed to be, I'm going to Disney World. I'm uh, going to grandmother's house. Oh, By the well. way, do we have that song? No. How about that? How about the song? Uh, maybe. Right before it gets queued up, I want to say that I have been informed. This is not breaking news. I'm probably one of the last people to hear it, but it's breaking news to me. But I've been informed that the, the prognosticators of weather say that this year we will receive no less than 12 inches of snow. And I just want to say... It's the most wonderful time of the year. Think about it. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the Okay, let's look in our Bibles to Psalm 131. I uh, I was in my, my study time, my prayer time this morning, and it was time for me to read Psalm 131, and I really got caught by this psalm. But again, this is one of those psalms that I cannot read through without having to stop and pause on it. And what I would like to bring today in, in the time that we have is what I wrote down is a quiet soul for the holiday season. You know, this is one of those messages that I think needs to be given to the mass of people right now. We know how every year when this time rolls around, we have this mixture of anticipation and joy, heavily stirred in with anxiety and restlessness. That is the concoction that the holiday season typically turns out to feel like. I think we lean or feel a lot on the on the front end. We feel a lot of that anticipation. I mean, I felt that this week. This is the week where, as a you know, most everybody in in the churches or in your family, even if they work through Wednesday, they get Thursday off. A lot of people get Thursday and Friday off. In all those years I was in the army, it was one of those four day weekends. You get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and it was time to go visit the family and see people. This is a very hope field time and it rolls right into Christmas New Year's which is still big you know as far as a holiday season and yet at the same time man we get in the middle of it and it is like what is going on we are so stressed we are so anxious we are so so when you think about that this psalm I think is going to help us this morning and and I want to read the psalm it's only three verses and then I want to ask you guys a couple of questions David says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Now, Noah, you're here today. You're 22. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just lay down some facts. You're 22. You're still single. Yes. 
which means available. Yes. Uh, you you still live at home. Yes. And uh, what else should we throw in there? Uh, I work. I. Well, yeah, you're 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 a man going out yeah. and living life, but yeah. but I think for the purpose of this discussion. That gives a certain perspective mm-hmm. that I think will help. Yes. You're outlining his stage of life. Right. Stage yes. of, there we go. The stage there of life. Now, now, with you, with uh, our illustrious AP here, you're 33 mm-hmm. still. Yep. And uh, married with three children. Mm-hmm. And knowing most of your family, I'm, I'm asking, but I think I'm right, most of your immediate family's here? Yes. Like, for instance, all of our family gatherings we have in the holiday season are all within 35 minutes of our house. Okay. And for you... It's an hour plus, yeah, not not huge, but but still they're off in the distance. For many years, because of where we were at for the ministry callings, whether we lived in Florida when we were missionaries, or whether we uh, lived in Georgia and Fort Bragg, North Carolina, our family was anywhere from eight hours, you know, from an hour and a half to eight hours away over all these years. So all of that kind of gives a little bit of a different perspective. But let me ask you, fellas, this on the positive side. How do you describe the holiday season, and what do you look forward to? I look forward to to the opportunity to get back together with family. You know, it's, for me, that has intensified, especially over the last couple of years. My brother has gotten married. My sister is married. My sister has two daughters, so I like getting to see my nieces. And, and so just having everybody back together under, under one roof, you know, we like to play board games and card games, different things like that. We don't get to do that as much because my siblings live in Florida. And so the holidays are, are really cool because everybody's back together. And for just a little bit, it's it's like old times, but with new additions because I've got my wife and my children with now my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and nieces and everybody. And so that that's definitely a highlight of the season. I think one thing that... I look forward to is with considering the close proximity of my family and kind of the regularity of how we meet every year. Our schedule every year is kind of the same. So it's kind of a nice to know what to expect, I guess, to know where we're going to be at. And our family is a very close knit family. So I look forward to just being together with all of my family in those ways. Like I genuinely enjoy being around like 99% of my family. So mm-hmm. just enjoy wait a minute. That. We want to know the one. Per- <laughs> no, you don't. Have to. But, like, just looking forward to that because most of the people we see on a regular basis, some we don't. So just enjoying that time to kind of get back together, I guess. So togetherness is a common thing both of you just yes. said. There's some there's togetherness with fluctuation in your dynamic with where you're, you and your siblings are all married and children are coming and the distance, mm-hmm. you know. There's togetherness with consistency for mm-hmm. you, and that's kind of where you've probably lived most of your life yeah, up to this point. For sure. And what that does show us is is – and I, I think we can highlight is that we all kind of have these different takes because of the circumstances of our life. But think about with all the positives on the negative side, and I just use that word negative in the sense of it's the opposite of the positives, right? How, how would you describe that? What, what would you like to see changed when you think about the holiday season? Noah first this time. Hmm. I would say one thing for me, like as far as family goes, like I genuinely, like I, I don't think I have anything that I, I would like to change with that. Um, But one thing for me, being that you already mentioned I'm like a single man, one thing I have anticipated changing over the years is not being Mm -hmm. a single man around the holiday season. And like this year, I a couple of months ago, I didn't think that was going to be the case this year. So I would say there's like a little bit of disappointment there, I guess. So that's one area specifically to me. And maybe somebody's listening to this that's single and you can identify with that. So I would say 
that that's probably one for me. Yeah, and I would just say that I think whether they're single or married with children for years, mm-hmm. disappointment in the holidays yes. is a reality. Mm-hmm. And and just naming that is is important mm-hmm. because what happens a lot of times is we we do fall in, and I hate to say fall into a trap, because hope and anticipation is a wonderful thing. But we anticipate everything. Well, this is, you know, and I've said this, this is going to be the year. This is the year it's all going to be so perfect. Without doubt, there will be disappointments. And just going ahead and addressing that right now, I think, gets it on the table and says, hey, that's common. It's okay. It doesn't mean your whole holiday is derailed. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I would love to have about four more days in the holiday season because I don't really have the family get-togethers that, you know, the obligatory, like you got to go to this random family member's house that's like, I don't even really care about going to see these people. This is my 18th the cousin. The 1%. Yeah, like the people that I that I see at the holiday season, I want to see, but I always feel that I'm on a time crunch. I, no. I need a few more days so that I could comfortably see everybody and not feel like I'm sliding in sideways to this person's house and trying to cram as much out of the few hours that I have with them and then flying out the door to get to this person's house because both Charity and I come from relatively large extended families, and so there's a lot of, again, not obligatory got to go see uncle so-and-so, but like, man, I, I want to be here, but I would love to be able to be here and not be exhausted while I'm here. So disappointment, being rushed is a factor that a lot of us will feel, um, and that only increases once you're married. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, I'm at the stage now where I now have children out of the house that, you know, how do you get all them together, especially when – you know, they live two hours this way, and the rest of your family lives an hour and a half the other way, and you're in the middle of all that. So it's not really about, you know, we hear the thing of, well, you know, just quality time is what matters. But actually, it's quality and quantity time that we're after. And it's okay to say that those are good things to shoot for, to go mm-hmm. for, realizing that there'll be disappointments along the way. Now, in reality, I found in life, and you have too, the best case or the worst case typically never happens. We're probably not going to get all we want but it's probably not going to be as bad as we could make it out to possibly be. Something in between is what typically happens. And I think Psalm 131 helps us. And when I read Psalm 131 this morning in my study, especially verse number two, I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. I thought about Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. In verse 9 and 12, he says, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. Both of these passages, I think, describe for us what we could call a quiet and peaceable type of life. And and it might be debatable in some ways, but generally speaking, is there a time of year less quiet and peaceable than the holidays are? No. no. And, and I say debatable because depending on what your circumstances have been in life lately, the holidays may actually be a calming down. So there's exceptions to That's the rule, true. but here's the thing about it. It shouldn't be that way, and it doesn't have to be that way. The holidays actually can be a time where we can enjoy that uh, that quietness and peaceableness of soul. Well, we're going to have to cut right into that uh, that discussion 
because we've run out of time for today's broadcast. But as we said at the beginning, this is the first of a two-part Thanksgiving special. And so you got to join us again tomorrow here on Daybreak Devotions. And until then, have a great day, and we'll see you on Thanksgiving. And we thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.